All right. Well, welcome into episode three of, I think we're going with podcast 46. I spent two minutes in Photoshop coming up with the new thumbnail. So <laughs> this is podcast 46. I'm Andrew P. Andy P. With me is Jakey V. And Jake, really all I got to say is I think I think the Bears finally have a quarterback. Two. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Tyson Bajan QV2. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, he... You see that dual threat ability? Dude, that, that, that um, nice rushing touchdown? Sneaky, athletic, quick twitch, good decision maker. Plays the game the right way mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's got a dope name uh, too that really that helps with it i think Tyson, yeah he's named after a chicken nugget <laughs> and then nobody knows how to say his last name i think it's bajan is it i thought it was bajan everyone thinks it's bajan i believe it's bajan mm-hmm. i'm not i'm not certain though you could watch his interview bajan more like dope i don't know i can't come with it i don't know that was yeah. That was there. We go. <laughs> Off to a run. Really not good. We're losing the people that are not listening to us already. Yeah, all my all of our friends <laughs> fucking running away in droves, dude. They're like, we're gonna go. We're gonna become Packers fans instead now. Zero chemistry. <laughs> no wit. Just like a bunch of dullards. Just a fucking bunch of dopes, bro. Fucking, they don't even know how to say Tyson Bajan right, motherfuckers. Bajan. Yeah, so I guess that's a good place to start, though, if we want to actually get into this third episode of Podcast 46. Uh, The Bears did lose uh, preseason week two, 24-17, so a reversal of last week's score against the Titans. Almost no starters played, though. Actually, last week, I think we were 23. I think they could have beat us by a touchdown. Mm, Okay. So, So, almost reversal, then. I think... I'm not totally certain, but I think it was actually 23. Yeah, look at that. Yeah, there we go. Look at that recall. We just discovered. Boom. I just discovered how to do uh, share my screen on on Discord here, so Jake can now see all my all my emails and everything that I search into my t- my toolbar and my and my search yeah, bar. It's no rambling. Yeah. It's just in the search bar. Yeah. So you can, so if I type this in, you can see it. Nobody at home can see it. Yeah, it's just the Jay Cutler Pro Football Reference page is his home page on his, on his yeah. laptop. Yeah, and I, all I have to do is Google Jay Cutler nudes, and it just brings me to it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, so let's get into the game. Um, I want to specifically get into the stats of the quarterbacks, because I do think this is a pretty interesting area, just because we're big nerds. And I, I do think backup quarterback is a very important position um because quarterback is the most important position on the field it's also it's the most important position in all all of sports you know not just football all of sports and so if your quarterback goes down you you know even if it's for a week or sometimes even for you know just a couple of snaps that can make a difference in your game how many times you know in the playoffs it feels like every every once a year in the playoffs Mahomes goes out you know, for a couple couple series, and then you know, uh, who is it? You have to see Chad. Yeah, Henny. you have to see Chad Henney comes out for a fucking series. Yeah, and he co- Andy Reid looks distressed. Yeah, Chad Henney runs for a first down yeah. somehow, or he goes. They win the game. Oh my know. god, my pizza is maybe ready. Yeah. I'll be back. Oh my god, nobody. Pizza Gate? Question mark. <laughs> 
But yeah, as uh, as Jake goes and grabs his pizza, we're recording very late on Sunday night because uh, my schedule is all messed up because of uh, my new job and also just you know life is crazy. But as Jake gets his pizza, we'll kind of just talk about you know I'll continue my point about backup quarterbacking and just that backup quarterback is just obviously it's a it's a position you don't think of as important, but it is because you do need that person who can come in and carry a load. Get what I get when I'm putting out. Uh, uh, can carry the load. <laughs> carry the load. You know, what are you talking about? Load you know, in the time I've got. The pizza's still still in the oven, so I'm gonna have to, uh, to depart again. Oh my god, dude! This is Pizza Gate Part Two. This is Pizza Gate, but it'll be worth it. When I get it. It'll be. I'll be refreshed. I'll be a new man, dude. I'll come back with all kinds of energy you, yeah. because I have pizza. Sleepy Jake over here. He 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 does a podcast. He sounds like he wants to go to bed. He does a podcast for no one. No one listens to it. It's a team that's had no success in the last twenty years. You have they stink. They're losers. They're a bunch of losers on their loser podcast eating loser microwave pizza. <laughs> they have they have zero subscribers. <laughs> no, zero. no patrons on Patreon. <laughs> There's that. We don't yeah. even have a Patreon because yeah. we have zero subscribers. Get the subscribers first. Yeah. There you go. There's a there's a seven year old uh Trump impression that everybody was yearning for from this show. Really <laughs> awful. Just hideous. All right. God. <laughs> Or that's for talking about backup quarterbacks. Andy, your fucking audio keeps breaking up because you keep jerking your microphone okay. around. I'll be better about it. You gotta keep it in a fixed position, Andy. Okay. God damn I'll be it. good about it. I'll be better about it. I promise. Um, okay. So getting into uh, the quarterback, you know, backup position. I do think that this is now Agent's Bajent's job to lose. I think he just offers a lot more more of interesting we cannot see pj fucking walker straight up can't do it nope not okay peterman get on the practice squad bajant you're too yeah god i don't do you think the bears really give a fuck about a two million dollar guaranteed salary they got rid of khalil mack last year yeah. we still have the most salary cap in the league they don't give a fuck or at least i hope they don't jesus christ get rid of this guy he's awful yeah, I'm I'm about sick of him. It's, it's horrible. It's like watching Mike Glennon, mm-hmm. and I don't get it because he was he wasn't this bad elsewhere, was he? Well, no. Like when I watched him in Carolina, he wasn't stinking it up like this. He was all right in in Carolina. Um, I remember watching him on Thursday Night Football, and I was like, okay, there's a serviceable guy. You know, you know, you're not you're not gonna like. Yeah, I remember him in the XFL. Yeah, I remember that. He was pretty decent there. Yeah, I think I my thing is. You know what you get with PJ Walker. He's been in the league long enough. You know that it's pretty average quarterback play at best. And honestly, it's looking a lot worse than average quarterback play. And so my thing is, Badgent is a very exciting player. And I think if we were to cut Badgent, there'd be a lot of teams lining up to get him. And I don't think I, I don't think he's starter material, right? I don't think he's a consistent starter, but I do think he's a above average backup material. Hopefully, at least this year, right? Um, and so I I would just hate to lose out on a guy like that just to go with a veteran. 
and just uh, kind of a name at this point. Like PJ Walker is kind of just like a well-known name amongst NFL fans. And I think that's really the only argument for keeping him over Bajent or Bajent. And so I I I'm looking at these stats right now and my my whole thing is I think the Bears definitely agree with Jake and I here about the PJ Walker situation. Like just looking at just looking at the quarterback comparison, right? So if you go down the line, obviously they're playing at different times in the game, so you know, take from that what you will, but Peterman led the way with 10 of 18 uh you know 10 completions against 18 passes for 115 yards and a touchdown Badgett went 9 for 10 so 90% completion rate stud stud better than Jordan Love stud. <laughs> yeah i think the packers would love to have him nearly better than Jordan yeah. Love Sean Clifford is better than Jordan Love as well yeah, but i think your dad is better than Jordan Love dude he is so he has at least less of a doofy look on his face all the time. I don't know what Jordan Love's deal is, but he looks like such a goddamn goofball. It's unbelievable. Yeah, he he just doesn't. Jordan Love does nothing for me. He's never done anything for me. And just that I, I did we watch? I don't think we, we cannot lose to Jordan Love. Yeah, we cannot lose to Jordan. I will kill myself. Yeah. Well, and we don't want that to happen yet because we. Well, do we? We still we, we need to make money off of this podcast first. You know, get a good insurance policy out on you. But uh, <laughs> double, we got to double indemnity first. I don't have a plan set, unfortunately. Mm. But just Walker went one of four for six yards. I don't think he has any path to being QB2 or even making the roster whatsoever. It, it was a tough, tough watch. Really not good. Didn't like anything. The offense just could not move. With PJ Walker in, like truly Nathan Peterman ran the offense better than PJ Walker. Yeah. If Nathan Peterman is better than you, you gotta get out of my town, man. Yeah. We can't we can't be doing this. Yeah. He you can't be outperformed by Nathan Peterman. Yeah. He does nothing for me and I just I don't really I won't miss him. <laughs> I, I Nathan Peterman exists to be on a practice squad just to determine whether if this guy should be in the NFL or not. Because Nathan Peterman is the guy that should be on an NFL practice squad, but not on an NFL roster. No. So if you're not better than Nathan Peterman, you have no business being in the league whatsoever. No, not. He's the all. litmus test. Yeah. If you can't outperform him, you should not be rostered. No. Peterman has been a meme, Peter meme, for six years. And if you're being outperformed by the Peter meme, yeah, like I agree. It's over. It's, it's, it's over. just done. And PJ Walker could be a perfectly nice guy, but. Nice doesn't get nice. Yes, I wanted him to be good. Doesn't, I did. Does, I wanted him to be that guy. It doesn't get you any yeah. anything in football. So no, that's what people. No. That's what people said about Matt Nagy was that he was a nice guy, and we all know that he's a fucking terrible coach. And turns out, not that nice of a guy. Also, I don't know. Also, not that nice of a guy. Where the fuck did that come from? Why was that always something that the media would say about Nagy? Obviously, we're not members of the media. I don't probably work there. because he would like to suck their dick. Mm-hmm. A little bit. He was a little bitch yeah. to the media. Yeah, he he was always crying in front of the media. Yeah. Well, I I think I think he came off. I don't I don't really get it. I never thought he came off as a particularly nice guy ever in any of his answers. I always thought he was kind of pedantic and kind of a jerk. 
He never had any real answers. He never could provide any real insight. Well, you know, he did have the whys. Well, no, he didn't. He was trying to find the whys. Flutes <laughs> will talk about the whys as if he actually yeah. knows what they are. He, Matt was a constant search for the whys. The, the first fucking question you would ask when running any operation, he was in constant search for. Could never get to step one. <laughs> God damn it, what an idiot. Dude. I just, I... Did we talk about this already on the podcast? But did, I might have sent it, that clip to you from quarterback where the chiefs are going up against the Bengals in the regular season and it's third and 11. <laughs> well, and he's like, Matt Nagy's like, they got to run it right. And then they throw it. <laughs> it's so funny. Nagy. <laughs> call, call your shot. Nagy. Call your shot. I think he only shows up like once or twice throughout that whole series. Like besides that point, but every time he shows up, it's a, it's a scarier jump scare than I've seen in a movie in a while. Yeah, he's a, he's a truly frightening facade. <laughs> always on. He's a ghoul. Like he's not like he's not like a hideously unattractive man, but his face just gives me PTSD. Like he's a fine-looking dude, but I just can't look at him anymore without feeling something. Just feeling a great sense of unease. I think in the pit of my stomach. I think it's I think PFT or maybe just pardon my take in general, uh, made the joke that, like, his brain broke. You know, he had an... It did. A, you know, after the, the double doink, yeah, he just... He had an aneurysm. His brain went offline. Yeah, he had an aneurysm. Yeah. He's never recovered. Yeah, he had a blood clot that should have killed him, but he managed to survive somehow and just continued oh functioning in this somewhat catatonic state. Mm -hmm. I will say I do like his, it's really a, a miracle. I like his and the tragedy wrapped in one. We're looking at pictures of him right now, and I do like the dedication to the visor, even with the bald head. I know it made no sense. What are you doing? Like that's not even like a a Belichick. It was so stupid. That's not a Belichick style protest at all. Like that's just no bad fashion sense. No, no, Flus has the sick hair, and he still wears the fucking covers that shit yeah. up. Doesn't he's not showing off the hair? I saw Flus. When I was at the practice a couple weeks ago, he came out and did an inter interview at the same exact time that like I was going. He went, he did an interview for ESPN 1000 the same time. He's got the perfect Chicago haircut Dude, for a He head looks coach. pretty good. Yeah, it's perfect. He looks really good for I think he's 54 or somewhere around there. I know he's in, he's in his mid 50s. I think. Yeah, he's been a coach forever. And he's still pretty jacked up. Yeah, he's got some delts going. Look at the pecs popping. He's a thin guy. You know, he takes care of himself. Yeah, he's from Toledo. <laughs> you know, his favorite player growing up was Dick Butkus. Hey, that's what he dude, said. that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, because yeah. Dick Butkus was playing in the seventies, right? So, that's... Dick Butkus played from he was drafted in the same class as Scale Fitters, sixty-five, and I think Butkus played till like seventy-three. Yep, might have been his last year. Yep. So he probably wasn't young enough to remember, or wasn't old enough to remember, like his like last years. But I'm sure, like. They played a ton, you know, a lot of highlights of Buckus yeah. when he was when he was younger. Oh yeah, you know, well, he's the most terrifying man in the history yeah. of the game. This guy right here, that pic, his Wikipedia picture. If you're if you're listening, you know, obviously you can't see this, but go on his on. Looks like such a fucking Chad. Yeah. Oh he my god, so, he looks like Burt Reynolds, almost. You know, like or like like the vibe is the same. You know, as like the any Burt Reynolds picture you'd ever see. Like you can tell this man fucks.
Dude, he's Butkus looks way cooler than Burt Reynolds. Oh yeah. Even. Oh yeah, but it's that it's that general like way. I know. Same same general appearance. Butkus flag. Butkus. Are you a suit? I don't know if I've ever asked you this, but like, do you like the super fans? Maybe I I probably have. Uh, I actually for Halloween one year I dressed up as a super fan. I'm not like I'm not a super fan of the super fans, yeah. but I'm familiar with them and I find them reasonably entertaining. I guess. I think they're okay, but I just hate that like everybody thinks that's like that is Chicago. I mean, it's yeah. Now it's everyone is like, oh yeah. People that know nothing about the Bears, that's the only thing they say about them. It's all the super fan. Well, people who don't know anything about Illinois use it as like they say Illinois. Yeah. Illinois. Illinois. That pisses uh, me off. Like, man, there's this guy. Yeah. This is getting really off track now, but who gives a fuck? Um, there's this guy on TikTok who goes Illinois, and he's like, he's like, we're today we're in Aurora, Illinois. We're trying to find out how ratchet Aurora, Illinois is, and I just want to fucking punch like, him. Oh my god, I want to. Yeah, I don't know. Like, you're from. Like, you should fucking know that the S is silent. Like, that is that should be fucking taught to you. Like, when you're when you're learning the states, like, don't fucking say it. You know, like I I can't I can't think of another state that ends like that. You know, where it's like it ends in a silent letter. But like, you should fucking know better. I don't know. You're 37 years old. Fucking say Illinois. (laughs) You know. God damn it, Trish! You're not eight. <laughs> Figure it out. Figure it out. Um, getting back into the, uh, I'm just looking at states now. There's really no other state that like ends in a stupid way like we we have our state end in. But anyways, getting back into what people came here. Arkansas. For. Yeah, our yeah Arkansas. Arkansas is like Arkansas. Yeah, or Arkansas. I think I saw Arkansas. I saw a tweet one time. There's a there's a very popular like vine from 2014. Arkansas, <laughs> some shit. <laughs> Something that's seared into my brain somewhere, dude. Yeah, that's. I I was like repeating vines last night in front of like we had like a bunch of family friends over. They're all like 50, and I was just repeating vine. Like I just reverted into like being because all these people have known me since I was. A baby and so i just reverted into just being like a little baby brained finer watcher you know yeah you got reset to your like xbox 360's default settings yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's showing the date of manufacture on your console like november 17th 2005 start, nope just steam factory settings right back steam starts coming out of my ears and all of a sudden you just hear mm-hmm. the the red ring of death come on you know I'm just, you know, I have to be sent back for refurbishment. I got one of them. That was my first Xbox 360. It was a refurbished one. Dude, those one. I got it with like a, it wasn't Banjo-Kazooie, but it was like one of those kind of packs that they always did. That was the bundle I wanted really bad when I first yeah. wanted to buy 360 was, and you can only get it, you can got. only get it refurbished at GameStop for some reason, but yeah, you could get, oh, I yeah. always wanted to get a bundle with a game. Like that's that's always what I wanted yeah. to get, and so I got when I was looking at it, I was trying to save up. There's a Halo Reach one that I was trying to save up for, and I was trying to also, Ooh, or, yeah. and then there's also the Banjo Kazooie. So whichever one I was going to save up to, and whichever was cheapest at the time, I'm pretty sure Banjo Kazooie would have been the cheaper one. But then I ended up getting an iPod Touch, so I never got. I think it was until like 2013. And I got Madden 13. Yeah. Madden 13. With Calvin That's Johnson. That's when fucking. Calvin Johnson. Was that his last season? 
I think it was his third to last. Or 2014. I want to say it was his third to last, actually, because that was 2012 to 13. And then I think he retired in 15, so maybe it was his second to last season. No, okay, so 2012 was when he... 2015 was his last one. Yeah, so he had three more seasons to go after that. Dude, man, I gotta say, as a Bears fan, Calvin Johnson was fucking dope. Calvin Johnson was amazing, but fortunately we had the only corner in the NFL that could actually Dude, defend Calvin Johnson. That was what I lo- Peanut Tillman. That's what I love so much. Unbelievable. I, I rooted- He was six foot two. He was not some short corner. He was a big dude that could actually contend with Calvin Johnson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Charles Tillman just... Remember, like, there was a game, I think during either the first line season where they went to the playoffs or during that 2,000-yard season. Because I think that was a year that the Bears went 10-6 and six and fired Lovey. Where uh, uh, Tillman like guarded him, and he only got like thirty yards. Like Calvin Johnson only got thirty yards up against Tillman. Yeah, which was awesome. I mean, for, Tillman won his fair share of games. That like it, you know, Tillman was never going to like hold him to you know zero catches basically, yeah. but he also wasn't going to get you know two hundred and fifty yards dropped on him either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I that game. Man, I'm trying to find the game log for it right now. It's too old, I guess, at this point, which is kind of sad. through ESPN articles from 2013. <laughs> yeah. I kept going pro football reference just to double check it, but that game, I think it's this one. Andy's favorite website. Nothing, nothing pleases him more than pro football reference. Dude, I, you would not believe how many times I search. I know. It's unbelievable. I was looking at Jay Cutler's pro football reference yeah. yesterday. Like a literally yeah. insane person. Same thing that I, I was doing that before the show. Uh, but yeah, just so this game from October 22nd, 2012, which I believe, yes, it was Monday Night Football. Uh, Calvin, this was the year that Calvin Johnson broke the all time receiving record of Jerry Rice's. Uh, Charles Tillman held them to like 34 yards, 34 yards and three catches. And his longest play was 16 yards, which is like that's basically half of his yards that night. So, you know, the two other catches didn't go for that long. So that's the fact that. Dude, Peanut is a clear Hall of Famer. Dude, I can't believe that he's... Aside from Hester, he's he's number two on that team's list of players that should be in the Hall of Famer. Yeah. It's, it's, right now, it's basically like Hester, uh, you know... Hester Tillman, then Briggs, yeah. probably. Briggs, like, has... To me, Briggs... Briggs is just... Because he played next to Urlacher, yeah. he, he's always going to be discredited. Yeah. He has the hardest That's case. Sad. I think he should be in there, too. But I think... Best tandem in Bears history, I think it, Urlacher and Briggs. Oh, yeah, dude. I mean... Yeah, it's insane. Um, it's just I think it's just, it's, just, it's just a fucking joke that Tillman and Hester are not in there. Yeah, it's criminal. It's very criminal. Like I, I think T- Tillman is top ten all time in forced fumbles. Yep. For you know an NFL player, Dude, they, and he, they named- he is the only corner. He is literally the only corner. Everyone else is either like defensive ends or linebackers. Yeah. They they named. They literally name like there's a football move named after him. Like that shows your importance. Yeah, they teach it to every goddamn team in the NFL. Dude, they all talk about it. Yeah, it's. I love him. I think he still lives around here. He also, I found out he works for the FBI now. <laughs> oh yeah, he like got trained at like uh, what's that place of the Quantico, right? Um, he like. I don't know exactly what it's called, but yeah, he has. He works for the FBI, and he does still live in Chicago. Yeah. It's- I actually was watching some fucking, I think it was like a 
Vlad TV interview or some shit where some Chicago rapper was talking about getting raided by Charles Tillman. Yes, yes. Like, oh my god, that was the guy that played for the fucking Bears. Yeah, dude, I just so bizarre. That that I just that's why that's what, what came up when I typed so in Charles Tillman FBI. Like, because I went on his personal uh, life on Wikipedia. My uncle and I were talking about him, and then went on you know found out that he was a fbi agent and then you type in like charles tillman fbi and that's what comes up is the rapper that got busted by him yeah on time there's worse fbi agents you know to come bust you yeah. busting your shit <laughs> you know i mean that'd be a tough moment for me it's like oh, god damn it peanut tillman's <laughs> cracking down on me now <laughs> fuck you're like, this is awesome, but I can't really enjoy it. <laughs> I'm being busted by the yeah, FBI. Yeah, we'll top. <laughs> Ask him for his autograph. Yeah. They're getting busted. That'd be pretty Yeah, sick. as they're booking. You know, could, you, could you sign the evidence yeah. that you're taking away from me? Could you sign my weed? As they're booking you and they take a mugshot, you're like, hey, can we get a selfie? Yeah. <laughs> can, we, can, we get, can I take a mugshot with Charles Tillman? <laughs> they, <laughs> post it on my Instagram, you know? That'd be pretty after I, if After I get out on bail. I would love that. That'd be awesome. But that'd be pretty wild. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's enough preseason talk. There's really not much to talk about. Badge and should be QB yeah, two. I mean, nobody Roshan looked awesome. Yeah. Nobody also nobody really played. Darius Fountain had a nice game, but I think he's just gonna be a practice squad game. Tyreek Stevenson a pick went right through his hands. Yeah. He baited him for that pick, but then went right through his hands. So yeah. there's that. Yeah. Did you see but yeah. Yeah, the Bears lost. Everybody's sad. It's whatever. It's preseason. Who cares? But did you see? I saw this really funny stat line from the Kansas City Chiefs just to talk about wider NFL stuff. The Chiefs quarterback stat line is so funny because I didn't know this. Do you know who their backup quarterback is now? Right now? Oh, God. I do not know. It's Blaine Gabbert. Oh my, Blaine Gabbert, former Bucks great, yes. all-time great Super Bowl champion, I believe. Blaine Gabbert went Blaine Gabbert. 7 of 8 for 120 yards and two touchdowns. Mahomes went 10 of 15 for 105 and one touchdown, right? So there's all these people joking online about how Mahomes is a system quarterback. Blaine Gabbert, QB1. Yeah. yeah. But I, I want to do the shit that people were doing about Fields last week where they were calling him a yak, a yak merchant because... I yak merchant. I didn't watch. Oh I didn't watch the fucking. Literally had the least yak in the NFL last year. Patrick Mahomes had but like three times yep. as much yak. Yep. Aaron Rodgers had twice as much yak as him. Mm-hmm. But Fields, the yak merchant, of course. Yeah, I mean it's his fault because he found a guy that went for a touchdown. You know. Yeah, so, he's not allowed to have skill position. Yeah. He's not allowed to throw it. Throw it to a guy who's going to go score. He has to throw it to a fucking scrub. You know, but this this is the only acceptable receiver. I didn't I didn't watch the game, so I don't know if Blaine Gabbert was a yak merchant. But just looking at his stats, I assume he was. But it's just funny because it's it's the same. I don't know. Obviously, it's a backup quarterback thing, but fucking like it is it is funny to think that Mahomes of all people, even if it's a joke to say that he's a system quarterback, because it's like the furthest from the truth. Oh yeah. Well, Twitter has just ruined. Pretty much everyone's brain yeah at this point they're not able to think with any level of nuance <laughs> so this is where we are yeah. this is where we are yeah good players aren't allowed to be good anymore because some idiot on twitter who doesn't have a job studies bad 
we should all we should just play football like they did in the the forties with leather helmets and you know no 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 advanced stats and no no fun. It should just be guys getting. CT- I mean, guys get CTE now, but they weren't paid shit, and nobody fucking cared. So we should just go back to we should we go back to, to that. We need to bring football back to its roots. Football is a Protestant game of punishment, and and that's what it needs to be. Allow the quarterbacks to be maimed. That's the game. It, it's it is a torture field. It builds character. It builds character. That's the whole point. Yeah, well, it's not character building exercise. Smack guys on the ass. Are shady getting absolutely fucking hooked. Yeah. That's it. By Packers legend and Super Bowl champion. That's the thing that I wanted to get into next after our preseason talk was this little... Finally, finally somebody in the national media that isn't like... I don't know. He was literally a Green Bay Packer and Super Bowl yeah. champion. Yeah. Like this guy's not a yeah. Bears fan by any means. No. He doesn't give a fuck about the Bears. Yeah, just so just the... he beat the Bears en route to winning a fucking Super Bowl. Yep. Yeah, so yeah, he's Rogers' guy too. So just to give a a, a background to kind of what we're talking about. So Shady McCoy is on this show called Speak. Uh, I've never watched it. I don't. It's on FS1, which is uh, I don't I don't think I think it's a fake channel. I'm not. I'm not sure. Um, it, <laughs> I don't know what. I don't know what channel it is. But he. This one is basically the Colin Cowherd network. Yeah, that's literally speak, all. Speak to my understanding is like Joy Taylor's offshoot that no one watches. Yeah. Well, I think it's. I think that's it's. I think it's the uh, Skip Bayless like, like first take kind of. So the Skip Bayless pipeline. Yeah, it's like that. It's God, who the fuck is there. he going to be debating? That man is in shambles now that. Fannin is yeah. teamed up with Steven. Skip must have been inconsolable Dude. when he got that news. Oh my god. Has he tweeted? Has Skip tweeted anything since that monumental event? Oh, we gotta wait, check wait. in on Skip. So, How's Skip doing? So what happened? Can you can you Shannon Sharp is now on first take with Stephen A. Smith. Oh my god, I didn't know that. You didn't hear about no. this? That's awesome. Oh my god. No, I don't think he he only like tweets about the Cowboys. He's talking about Deuce Vaughn and the Cowboys. The only thing that could possibly console him, the Cowboys. I still think and a five foot five oh. running back who's on the watch. Wow, Richard Sherman's joining undisputed. Okay. Of course. I didn't know that. Sherman. Yeah, we're we're doing this. This is a very, you know, off the pill, uh, long weekend kind of episode here. But yeah, that's I did not know that. And so Shannon's actually joining first take. Or he just was on it. Yep. No, he's going to be joining full time with CNN. That's awesome, dude. That's that's going to. I be mean, it's fun. going to just be screaming. Yeah. It's literally just going to be screaming I mean, and constantly. That's, that's the whole appeal of that show, you know. That's the whole appeal of that. Yeah. But oh my god. So, anyways, getting into this, Shady McCoy, Lashawn McCoy, longtime running back, actually one of my favorite players growing up. But he's now an analyst who just has to spew public enemy number yeah, one. He has to spew bullshit. Dog shit so, analyst, one of the worst. He said, game. "Yeah, that's what doesn't watch. Film. That's what everybody was talking about. He does not watch tape. Yeah, Scott CTE <laughs> fully locked and loaded. Just look at his face where I have it stopped right now. Yeah. Oh man, if you could, if you guys could see it at home. But anyway, so basically, he called Justin Fields poor man Jalen Hurts and James Jones, who is like Aaron Rodgers' best fucking friend. I don't like they played together for fucking ever, right? Like he was kind of like." 
it felt it, he was honestly like the the James Jones that played in the NBA, who like every time LeBron would like go to a new team, he would sign him. You know, like it felt like like Aaron Rodgers was just forcing the Packers' hand every time. But he James Jones came out, former Packer came out to defend Justin Fields, saying that he has more arm talent and a, is a better runner than Jalen Hurts, and that Jalen Hurts is just basically in a better situation. And I mean. Stop, stop me when the man's lying. I don't I don't think he's lying at all, you know? He is not at all. It's apparent to everyone. The Eagles fucking players said so much last year. Who was it exactly? Oh, man. Darius Slay. Yep. Darius Slay on his podcast literally called Justin Fields magnificent. Mm-hmm. In the game they played against the Eagles. I think that speaks, like... A lot. Like that, that says a lot. Sorry, Shady. Were you on the field that day, dumbass? Yeah. No? Then maybe shut up. Because the people that were on the field that day know how good he is. Was I think he was on the Chiefs Super Bowl team, wasn't he? He was. He had like zero carries, and when he did get a carry, he would fumble. Yeah. It was actually comedy oh, that last year. Wow. He was so bad in the last... He, he actually got two Super Bowls. Yeah. He sat on the box and did jack shit as well. Yeah. He did nothing on the Buccaneers. I fucking, watched them play that season. Fucking freeloaders. He did nothing. It was Leonard Fournette that carried the load yeah. on that team. I'm just finally happy to see somebody that, like, I feel like nobody defends Fields, or at least it doesn't make my rounds. It doesn't come on my feed. I think Mina Kimes is a fan of Fields, is, yeah. but I, I haven't seen or really heard anything from her um, recently. I haven't seen her, like, make, like, this big controversy about it or anything, right? She doesn't come out with a proclamation yeah, or anything I, you know, her style. But it's nice to see somebody defend Fields. Because I feel like everybody hates on him, and it's just... I, I mean, I think there's a clear reason why. I think it's... I You know, I, I think there's a certain type of quarterback in the NFL that just gets nothing but hate, even though all of the indications are that he's good, or at least somewhat progressing and getting better, right? Yeah, and he well, he also plays for the Bears, so people don't like. Yeah, they, they don't. One, a lot of people don't like the Bears, and two, people. It since we haven't had a quarterback, people just it's a confirmation bias. Mm-hmm. The Bears haven't had a quarterback, so they won't have a quarterback. No, and I I, I think too, well, it's not a really a, a logically sound way, way of thinking. Yeah, and I, I I think too that a lot of people in the media, a lot of older analysts want Hubarkush. every yeah Hubarkush <laughs> want <laughs> fucking die already yeah, hub dude. god damn it <laughs> i think they just want like this no one is reading your articles on shaw local oh my you god chud. go away is that what, this, what it's on yes dude what a loser no one fucking reads that shit <laughs> look at this man what is he doing give it up hub the game has passed you by dude. Uh, he's posting fucking he, bitmojis. Literally his photo with Aaron Jones. This guy should be beheaded. What the fuck is he in, doing? In Millennium Park, cut this man's head off. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Sorry, that, that's a joke, oh guys. Lives, no one that's listening, but fuck this dude. He lives close to me. He actually lives close to my one of my buddies from school. I should go, Pay hub up, go find him. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So I, I'm just glad to see somebody defend him i think a lot of like analysts want just one type of quarterback like just a boring tom brady type which is fine tom brady's the greatest of all time all time but that doesn't have to be the archetype of course and no dude tom brady's a one-of-one guy 
You're not finding sixth round picks that win, win seven fucking Super Bowls. Huh? It doesn't happen. The guy was literally viewed as dog shit by everyone in his class. Exactly. He was doubted by everyone and became the greatest of all time. Yeah. Fields has literally every single physical and intangible trait you could ever want in a quarterback, and people still doubt him. Yeah, I. Huh? It's just tiring. It's just so fucking tiring. All of all of the Fields debate that it, it happened. The whole thing that. You and I both, and I think every Bears fan was so fucking excited for the first overall pick, right? To get the first overall pick. But the two or three months where people were earnestly debating on if they should fucking keep it and trade fields for five foot ten Bryce fucking Young, who got demolished on Friday against the Giants. Also has been outperformed by Tyson Bajan yeah. and Aiden O'Connell thus far. He's not going to make it to the end of the fucking season healthy. I, I don't want to wish an injury, but he's going to fucking die behind that line in Carolina. He's got nobody to throw to. It's the same fucking situation that Fields was in the last two years. But Fields is a better quarterback. Yeah, but Bryce can't go Superman. Yeah. He can't go yeah, Superman. He can't put his fucking cape on and carry a team. Because yeah. Bryce Young is not 6'3", 230 and can run 4'3". Yeah. He isn't that guy. That's the, that's the thing is Fields is a freak of nature and he outperformed a shitty Bears team that went 3 and 14. And so yeah, I don't understand why people people should root for good quarterbacks, good young quarterbacks. I don't understand why with Fields all of a sudden they're like, "No, actually, we want him to be we want him to be bad." I don't know. I don't know exactly why. I mean a lot of I guess I mean the Bears fan base can be annoying. I understand. So a lot of other fan base probably just hate him because he's a bear, mm -hmm. and many reasons. But like literally, if you look at go back in the Twitter timeline, you can find countless Vikings and Lions fans with edits of Fields in their jerseys, and now they're just ah, oh, he's terrible, he's awful. Yeah. Okay, dude. Sure. Tell me you're not bitter. Yeah. Yeah, tell me, Please. tell me you're happy you have Zach. Wilson. Tell me you're not better about this. In that, oh God, you love Jared Goff so much. Yeah, he's just the best thing ever. You're gonna win a Super Bowl with Jared Goff, guys. Yeah. Mac Jones is so in, you know, inspiring. Oh yeah, I actually liked Mac Jones a lot more than other people. But come on, over Fields. I remember when we were sitting there at the draft, and I was just begging, pleading to not draft Mac Jones. <laughs> Please, God, don't let yeah. this be Mac Jones. I know. Well, I mean, and I like him, yeah. but like when Fields is there, it's no comparison, dude. The, they're in different stratospheres. Going into the draft or going into that season, Lawrence Fields one and two, right? Going into that draft, I like Fields more Fields because I'm a contrarian. Yeah. But and I also see the higher ceiling. Mm -hmm. Trevor Lawrence cannot run four three. He like he can't do that. Yeah. And so if you can get Fields two. Yeah. Do everything a quarterback can do, yeah. and then also run four three. That is the highest ceiling you can yeah. have as a quarterback, as any player. I just think it's funny that you know the consensus was uh, Lawrence Fields one and two, and so far that's been pretty much the case. You know, yeah, it's so. obvious. Everyone knew that it it was that way when they were literally seventeen years old in high school. Mm -hmm. Everyone knew these guys were going to go be great. Fucking gal and. They, oh, Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson, we need Zach Wilson. Trey Lance. Trey Lance, Kmart Fields. We need Kmart Fields. Who, <laughs> if you watched any of his tape, I literally have no idea how that guy was drafted in the first round. It makes zero sense. because he made one good throw. That, guy's a, that guy has fifth-round pick written all over mm -hmm. him.
it's it's Hackenberg. It's Hackenberg, but with a you know a better face, maybe. I don't know. I guess in a worse hairline. Worse hairline. Yeah. Sorry, Trey. I guess, sorry I have to do <laughs> it, you like that, Trey. Oh, <laughs> I feel yeah. bad, man. I was gonna say uh, Wilson tough. is uh, Hackenberg for the Jets, but he's just he got picked up yeah. higher, and he's Mormon, so. So can't really yeah, lose he's there. Mormon. He soaks. <sighs> All right, in milfs. All right. Well, I think we've we had this conversation. I think two weeks ago, <laughs> but it is still just such an it's such an annoyance when you're a Bears fan and you finally have somebody you think is going to be really good. I mean, where was the hate I, again? I like where was the hate for Trubisky? I'm sorry, but like I feel like after 2018, like all I heard about was how he was a betting favorite for MVP. And we all knew that he was shit. Yeah, he was not that good. We all knew he was possibly serviceable. And he was a pro. That's what we wanted him to be. We wanted him to be okay. What's funny is he did make the Pro Bowl, technically. Alternate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Alternate. Just barely. Just barely, because Drew Brees didn't want to go. Yeah, and he was awful in that Pro Bowl. Yeah. That's when I I was like, okay, things don't look like they're going to be going in the right direction. He was missing throws yeah. left and right. Like, just dog shit. Drew pick. He's never, I yeah. Think. You're never going back, dude. It was bad. Not good. Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, yeah. The reason why Trubisky didn't get that much hate, though, by other fan bases is because everyone knew he wasn't that good. Mm -hmm. The reason why everyone's hating on Fields is because they're worried he he might actually be fucking good. Yeah. And, oh, no. Then what? Peril. Well, it's going to be a lot of fan bases that wish that they had a young, cost-controlled quarterback that's cool as shit. Yeah, my favorite thing is that you know Atlanta passed on Justin Fields, who is an Atlanta kid. That's where he's from. He grew up a Falcons fan. They passed on him to draft Kyle Pitts, who they don't use. And now they're they took a running back. They took Bijan Robinson in the first round. They're they're trying to commit to being the best rushing offense in the NFL. And the Bears are still going to outrush them with Bijan's backup because they took Justin Fields. Without which I, that's just the most delicious thing in the world. Is that if you actually just took the quarterback instead of the tight end you don't use, mm -hmm. you wouldn't needed to you wouldn't have needed to draft Bijan. We're still gonna outrush you, Atlanta. You're still not gonna be better than us at running the ball. So thanks on thanks yeah. for everything. Yeah, it's it's easy Thank it's you. easy to talk about the teams that pick quarterbacks, but yeah, I never even thought about Atlanta, where that's such a short term move desmond ritter's a stud well awesome they, they had matt ryan for that one more year guys yeah. remember he was so good that year yeah of matt ryan before uh before he retired with the colts retired in, in air air quotes got smoked horrible all right well i think that's enough for the main section of Today's show. We do want to get into kind of a fun section. I floated this idea to Jake a couple days ago just because we're in the doldrums now of the season. Preseason sucks. Pre yeah, preseason sucks. It's really not that interesting. There's nothing really to talk about. But kind of just because we love talking about the Bears in general, I figured we could do our top 10 favorite Bears. And so I believe we both have lists or some sort of idea of people mine's not super well organized that's but i do have like a list yeah. of let's see one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven Whoa. eleven guys i'm excluding the current bears mm -hmm. 
because Fields would probably be on my list, but since it's so early in his career, I'm not putting him on the list. I was thinking about that point. too, just because like he feels like my son at this point. You know, I love him. I'll go to bat for him. I'll defend him. I've watched, but him right play. now because he's, he's still writing his legacy, I'm not putting him on the list right I know. now. I I don't want to jinx it. I yeah. I'm just not doing it. If yet. he has like an MVP, and, no, and truly no one on the current teams, though, no. yeah, there, so. there's nobody that's been on our team long enough to really capture my heart. Uh, there's guys that I like a lot. No, you know, yeah, I love Patrick Scales. He's a fucking long snapper, but I just I, oh, that guy's I, stuff. He's so funny. Baller. I love Go. I love Patrick Scales. Like I I love from Patrick Manley to Patrick Scales. Yeah. The, our Patrick long snappers yeah. are the best in the I, game. I love our history of long snappers. I was like I. A couple years ago, when I was like really, when it, like ten years ago, I think I was like, "Man, could Patrick Manley be a Hall of Famer?" Like I asked somebody that <laughs> out loud. I said that out loud to somebody. You are a sicko. You are a true sicko. I was like, he started so many. He's played so many games. You know, you are unwell. You are legitimately unwell. <laughs> somebody, hey man, somebody will make that case though that a long snapper should make the NFL or make the yeah, Hall it's you. of Fame. Yeah, it's I'll, you. I'll, you're yeah. gonna do that. Well, somebody else. It'll will, be you. Somebody else will though. Too. When you're working for NFL Network in 30 years, <laughs> you'll be doing it. Me, I go to like Belichick, Patrick fucking Manley. You know who would agree with me though is probably Belichick. Like Belichick would lose his shit over probably because like, Belichick's a fucking weirdo. 30, as well. 30 years from now, he talk about the exact perfect rotation. Patrick Manley yeah. was able to put on the ball for Robbie Gold and just all the bullshit. All the minutiae. Yeah, it would just be beautiful. All the minutiae that you would never think Yeah, I want about. a 45-minute, like, mini-doc on Patrick Manley narrated like by Bill Belichick. Belichick. Yeah. That's what I would I'm love. I'm telling you, you're saying 30 years from now, like, you know, we make the case. I think 30 years from now, you know, when, when Belichick is 102 and he's still coaching the Patriots to their 14th Super Bowl, yeah. I, you know, we should do what he did with NFL Network. That you remember that like have you seen that clip of him talking about like the top 100 greatest players and he just loses his yes. shit over Ed Reed? Yes, he fucking creams his jeans over <laughs> Ed Reed every time he talks about him. I think he tried to trade for him like yeah. on numerous occasions. Yeah. He loved Ed Reed. He loves so fucking and much. Ed Reed at least plays like a say, like a position that's somewhat. I love that Ed Reed famous. is his favorite player yes. of all time, and he had Tom Brady on his team for 20 years. Tom Brady, so fucking funny. Tom Brady was in the fucking room for that video. Like Tom Brady was like, oh, yeah. you know, he recorded that with Tom Brady. You know, that was like their last season together, I think. No, that video was that was mid Patriots arc. I think the top 100. I think that was like, no, that like video that you're talking about. Well, there's a clip of them analyzing film mm -hmm. with Tom Brady where he's talking about Ed Reed. Faking out Peyton Manning yeah. and picking him off. Yeah. There might video. there might be a Incredible. couple. He, I think he's used that. That video is like from 2012, I think. But then he actually filmed the top 100 thing in like 2019, okay. or 2020, something like yeah. that. Yeah, I I think that story's been used multiple times by Belichick. So yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. But anyways, we're getting off track once again. So Jake, I will let you start with your list. Give me. I don't know. Give me two names. I don't know. I know you don't have it in an order, but okay. give me two names since you have 11. Two names. Two names since I have 11. I guess I'll, I'll do the last two that I have on the list, which are Ditka and Singletary. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Ditka, I, I do. I prefer Ditka over Singletary. Singletary is probably my least favorite on the list. I do love Samurai Mike, of course. That's why he's he's on the list. But I honestly kind of somewhat less of a connection to the 85 Bears than I think like most fans 
do for whatever reason. I don't know why. Ditka, I just like that he was just such a fucking grimy, like, ultimate Chicago meatball, just running people over. He was the first tight end ever of a thousand yards receiving mm-hmm. his rookie year in, like, 1961. And just, you know, also as the coach of the 85 Bears. But I kind of like him more as a player, honestly. I just liked how much of a insane lunatic he was on the field. His highlights are insane, even still. Especially for the era that he played in. I, I believe he still holds the rookie record for receiving yards as a tight end. Kyle Pitts is number two. That's crazy. Yeah. That's awesome. I didn't, I, I didn't know he played for Philly and Dallas. That's kind of that's kind of cool. Oh, yeah, he won a Super Bowl with Dallas. Oh, wow. Player. I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I know a good portion of the Ditka kind of, uh, you know, lore. But, I mean, I always, I loved, like, when his, when his number was retired and he came out at halftime and I, didn't he say go Bears or something, you know? Like, I, he did. Go Bears. And, like, so and then they demolished the Cowboys. Sure. Yeah, on Monday Night Football. Times. That Josh McCown played that game. That was the Trustman year. Oh, dark days. So, those are your two good names, man. Singletary is just awesome. Yeah. Oh yeah, Samurai Mike was unbelievable. They, the eyes constantly. I'm saying that clip of him meeting Eric Dickerson in the hole mm-hmm. is iconic. I mean, you can't have you can't have this list without the captain of of that defense on the list. Mm. So he's just got to be there. I didn't watch him play though. Like I, I haven't watched as many of his highlights as I have other players on my list. That's why he's not ranked higher, but you have to have him on the list. Yeah, you got to. I, I agree. It's, I don't have him on my list, but he's, he, well, he's not in my top 10, but he's like on my like list yeah. of like of, favorites. Yeah. Greatest. Yeah. So really you can't go wrong, but all right, so that's your top eleven and ten. I'll give you my number ten. You can you can see it on my screen. It is Jay Cutler, and I I do love Jay Cutler, and I contemplated putting him on my list, but I did not. I do love Jay Cutler. Though. I included him because I was a Cuddy defender. Yeah. for a long time. Yep, long time. Yep, Cuddy defender. I included him because I'm just very nostalgic for that 2009 to 2013 era of the bears because that's when i first got into football and when i first got into watching the bears and so cutler was the quarterback of the team i always thought he got a lot more hate i thought he was way more important got, to our success than people yeah. gave him credit for it's, he was always constantly abused oh got my god just assaulted behind that offensive line Stop non-stop on, yeah. and so while he never Broke record. The gunslinger. I mean, he threw twenty. I didn't even throw like twenty interceptions in a season once. Or twenty. He threw like one more touchdown that he threw interceptions in two thousand nine. It was insane. He threw so many fucking picks when he got. He here. almost had the first thirty thirty season like Jamie's Winston did. He did like Jamie. Yeah. It was crazy. Yeah. That one. That one. That was a bad year though. Twenty six picks. That's what it was. Twenty seven touchdowns. Twenty six picks. That is insanity. I think that was the year that he threw five interceptions against the 49ers. It's devastating. So I, I we were not good that year. No. They went seven and nine. Yeah. That was the last game though was pretty good. Mm-hmm. That was their Monday night game 
against the Vikings with Brett Favre. It was the last game of the decade, and it was actually a good shootout. Yeah. But I believe the Bears won. I think that was the one where they they knocked Favre out for his career, right? The defense mm, was that. That might have been the year. I after. know that was that was not that was the year, that was after. year after. Yeah, they just, that was the year the, the Vikings did go to the playoffs was, that year. The fucking Bears and the Vikings always play on Monday Night Football, or like just at the, at last, the, end game of, of the last game of the season. Like it's always such a weird scheduling thing they do with those two teams. But yeah, all right. So that's my my ten. Do you have your next player ready? Yeah, let me pull up the list. I have Gail Sayers. Oh, dude! What do you think about that? That's sick. Okay, I didn't even think I forgot to put him down. That's I feel horrible. Jesus Christ! My microphone keeps getting muted. Anywho, Gail Sayers, his highlights are fucking insane. Oh my God, it's madness! I don't care who you are. Go on YouTube and type in Gail Sayers and watch some of his highlights. It is the most beautiful thing you will ever see on a football field ever watching him split in into this impossible gap between like these two Packers players that were trying to tackle on the sideline is just you it's just melded into my brain you would every time I think about Gail Sayers I think about that one play it's just impossible he impossible to put into words Gail Sayers he was kind of Forte and Hester put together in many yeah he kind of was I mean he was it, he was an incredible punt returner. He had six touchdowns in a game against the 49ers his rookie year. Jesus. Uh, he was amazing. A great receiver. He could do it all. Until he, I mean, he got injured young. That was, unfortunately, you know, a career ended too soon. But, my God, he was unbelievable. He, that's a guy who could... Here's a guy who could play in any era, I think. Oh, yeah. This guy would be Al, like Alvin Kamara on crack in today today's game the only thing that would probably mess him up or he probably wouldn't like return punts as much anymore today you know he wouldn't be they wouldn't let him do that anymore no. but he was so goddamn good at returning yeah, he punts. could still be a he was an all pro, i think he was like the an all pro punt returner and like and running back yeah i i think i think uh he'd be valuable at just as a running back you know he'd be like basically christian mccaffrey oh yeah today but even better. Even better, for sure. I mean, dude, it's insane. I've never seen anything like Gail Sayers, really. He's so smooth. The movement's just crazy. It's like, it is like ballet. I know lots of people said it like Lynn Swan was a similar type of guy, but at the receiver position, it's just incomparable. Yeah, I, I still get really sad when I think about how he passed away a couple years ago, just in the middle of COVID. That was sad. Yeah, that was tough. Seeing him in his, his last years was hard. But he still had... he was at the Bears like top one hundred celebration, and he was doing pretty rough then. Yeah. So rest in peace. I say Sayers is just such a. I feel bad for not writing him down on my list because he's just... Brian's song as well. Yeah. Have you watched Brian's song? No, my uncle. Um, my uncle was just talking about that recently. Dude, it's on YouTube. You just. It's like a, it's only like an hour long. Yeah, just watch it. It's very, very. That good. one I think has James Cannon in it, who just passed away too. Which is yeah, he also died recently. I watched that on the day of his death. That was what inspired me to watch mm-hmm. it for the first time. It was when he died, I just put it on. Oh yeah, I always forget that's Billy D. Williams too. It's yeah, it's literally. I mean, he looks so much. He looks so much like Gail Sayers. It's kind of crazy, actually. Yeah. <laughs> like they did really resemble each other. Yeah, that's. 
I gotta I gotta add that to my watch list on YouTube for sure. All right, so, All right, so who's your nine? Yeah, my nine is so I I gotta reference this. I'm gonna have a lot of recent bears just because I went more with yeah. people that like players that I I, I either I, yeah. grew up with or watched or just that I have a good memory of. Um, a lot of bears I on my to, list yeah. that are you know all time bears, but like again, this is these are our favorites. So for number nine, I have. Kyle Long, and I think that might be a little oh. controversial, maybe for Bears. Dude, I love Kyle Long. Kyle Long is unbelievable. I fucking love Kyle. What Long. a baller! He is like the attitude, Nagy resistance. Yeah, like <laughs> one of the only people that resisted Matt Nagy. Mm -hmm. They would feud. Yeah, Nagy called him like a gutless bitch or some shit. It was crazy. Yeah, yeah. So I, I love him. He's also like a good example of like one of the only good offensive linemen we've ever drafted maybe outside of like at least in the last 20 years since the 80s bears yeah. like or like or since Olin yeah, Cruz actually like only Olin Cruz Roberto Garza was decent but you know Olin Cruz was done yeah. Cruz was good for a long time but long I loved I loved his attitude I loved his personality I loved that like I, a couple times he talked shit about the bears like when he would, would be playing video games like and not about the bears I think more about Nagy and I I just loved that um oh yeah he hated Matt Nagy. Like, he loves the Bears. He's like and he loves Justin Fields as well. Yeah, he yeah. he fucking hated Matt Nagy. I think he I think he's another guy who still like lives around here. I I'm not exactly certain. I know he went and like played for the Chiefs for a little bit, but he yeah. got injured, so he yeah. actually ended up playing for him. Yeah. Well, regardless, he's one of like two good Emery picks. Um the other being oh, like yeah. Jeffrey, probably. And that's about it. Alshon. Yeah. yeah. Alshon was but, good, but Alshon wasn't good. Lots of PEDs from Alshon. Alshon wasn't good enough. Yeah, he wasn't good enough long enough for us for him to make my list. Although I do, no. I love him as well. So okay. Am I up again? Now? Yeah. Who we got next, man? Akeem Hicks, dude. That's such a good one. I know. I love it. He, Akeem Hicks is my only player of the 2018 Bears on the list. Wow. And he was the absolute heartbeat of that defense. He was the most impactful member of the team at that point. He was the most vocal leader. Obviously, Khalil Mack put us over the top, but Akeem was, was the man in the middle that made it all work. He was the guy that dented the fucking pocket and just put fear in, in the hearts of, of those interior linemen I would, for a long time. He had a good run with the Bears, mm -hmm. too. He, he was there from 20, 2016 to 2021. Pretty good run. He was probably our most consistent defender that year in 2018. He was. He was. Unfortunately, he was injured for his later couple years, but so he didn't see the field as much. But man, when he did, the defense was completely different than when he was off the field. Night and day. I he really he he was what like And he looked like a bear too. Oh yeah. Like that it was he Look at that. That, when he would like growl and make crazy noises, like dude, he was he was really putting on that in work mm -hmm. as a bear. Yeah. He bought into that shit. Dude. I, yeah, he definitely had a lot of great pride uh, about being a bear, which is always it's it's cool. Like it's cool. You and I have talked about it. Just like the pride that like especially defensive players have with being on the Bears, because like you and I are just fans who like go into spurts of hating our fucking team. But like guys really yeah. take it seriously when they're on the Bears. Defense. It's their job. It's their fucking life. It's their legacy. It it's, means a lot to them. Mm -hmm. and, it means a lot to us in, in return. Yeah, Hicks, take it so seriously. Hicks was awesome. I 
he was like you 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 could tell when he was out of the game because it that that's how important his presence was was that just like all of a sudden our defense yeah. was so leaky you know and i love matt yeah, and he had like eight plus sacks multiple years in a row as an interior defensive lineman like that shit's nuts yeah and for a guy that's not like for anybody but aaron donald like that's a high feat it's crazy you know yeah like only only Aaron Donald's getting numbers anywhere close to that. Yeah, interior linemen don't get that kind of sack production. It or, just doesn't happen. I guess Quinton Williams right now is actually probably a pretty good. Quinton Williams is also awesome. So there's, I mean, there's some three techs that are cr- pretty crazy, like Jalen Carter potentially, mm-hmm. but it's they're much much rarer mm-hmm. players than than the, you know an edge guy that's elite. Yeah, that's that's a good pick, man. Um, for for my eight, I have Jim McMahon. Oh, you've got Jimmy Mac. So, the punky QB. You're an offensive guy, so yeah. I figure you're going to have a lot of offensive players in your life. Yeah, I, I, it's it's pretty clear where I think our allegiances lie uh, in the game, uh, which is funny. Oh, yeah. But I think, I think it, it adds, because uh, you and I didn't talk about our list before this, so it's, I think it's nice that we, we have not. such differing kind of lists. But I love Jim McMahon. Like, he was, he, that's, you know, talk about, a, you know, putting somebody, something over the top, like, like he put the Bears over the top, you know. Oh yeah, losing him in '86 killed our. We would have won another Super Bowl. Yeah, and so because of that bastard on the Packers, we yeah, yeah. He Ugh. he uh, he's just such a such a a figurehead and such a character. And he like, you know, we love we love Peyton, and I'm sure he's he's made both our list in some capacity. But yeah. With McMahon, McMahon was such a character. Like I think, more than anyone on that team, I think he exemplified the '85 Bears, and I think that's the image of him in sunglasses and in his jersey. I think yeah. is so emblematic with that team. And you know, he's not he's not a guy that you know you're gonna even try and make a case for a Hall of Fame. Like he only threw 100 touchdowns against 90 interceptions, but he had good years for us. And I also do love you and I both. You and I have talked about this maybe on the podcast, but definitely multiple times together where he won a Super Bowl with the Green Bay Packers and wore his fucking Bears jersey to the White House. Like, that's so yeah, that sick. That's pretty baller. It's so sick. Gangster. Mm-hmm. Like, just a bear at heart. Imagine. Just a bear at heart. Absolutely. So, that's that's all I got for McMahon, though. Who, would he, what do you, who do you got next at number seven? Okay, let me pull up the list again. By Briggs. Lance Briggs. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah, I mean, Lance Briggs is one of the most underrated Bears of all time, in my opinion. He, he was so important to that defense. He was the real hitter. Erlocker was unbelievable in coverage. And he was, I mean, he was a great, he's a Hall of Fame player. But Briggs was the thumper. He was the dude that laid the wood. And he was, he was an assassin. He, he would go out to, to truly hurt people. And he was the guy that really put fear in the hearts of, of offensive players is they didn't want to get lit up by Briggs. Erlocker, mm-hmm. he'll tackle you. He was amazing. He'll pick you off. He'll do all kinds of insane shit. But Briggs will put, Briggs will give you a concussion. He'll he'll put you in a coma. And that's what I loved about Briggs. He was just a savage out there. I went Come straight savage. I, murking dudes left and right. I went to the McCormick Auto Show in twenty seventeen and he was like signing autographs outside of one of the car companies that dude is like even out after the game Unit. like he's huge 
Oh yeah, like solid boy, just solid boy, and ran. He was fast. I think he only ran like a four seven forty, but he was so instinctive. He watched so much film. He knew exactly what was going on. He was fast, and he would, you know, two hundred and forty plus pounds ramming into you. You don't you don't want to deal with that. No. He he was after Erlacher retired in twenty twelve. He was the only thing keeping our defense together those Tressman years. Yeah. Oh, I felt bad. Well, him and like Tillman, but in the middle of our defense. Yeah. All right. So dark days. Dark days. My number seven is a repeat of one of your guys. It's it's Singletary. Singletary. It's Singletary. So that's my first defensive player uh, of my list. But you said it, man. He was just you know defense. Like, I think nobody on our defense is more synonymous with the 85 Bears and Singletary. Like, that team doesn't go. No, it's not even close. That team no. doesn't go without Singletary. So, I, I don't think you can, you know. You, you can't not have him on the line. You can't tell the story. You can't tell the story. That's why I had 11, because I realized Singletary is not on the list, so I just had to throw him on Yeah, there. he's like a, yeah, you know, you got to include him. Like, he's just one of those Bears. There's a couple guys here and there. It's like, okay, I understand not putting him on your list or at least mentioning him, but you have to have Singletary somewhere. And I, it's the same thing with Sayers, but Sayers just didn't make my top 10. He's still... You just forgot about him. Adjacent, yeah, which I feel really bad about, but he's awesome. Um, all right, who's your... Go watch some highlights in a tone. Yeah. He'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go after this. I'm literally probably going to just put on Sayers highlights, dude. Like, I, I'm going oh, to check it out. But they're so good. Who is your number six? Your number six. Let's pull it up again. I have Charles Tillman, Peanut. Dude, yes. Peanut Punch. The Peanut Gallery, I remember as a kid, would make me laugh so much. The fan sitting on the sideline with the big Peanut Gallery sign, I fucking love that. And then, of course, the Peanut Punch, just insane. Changed the fucking game. Could be in the Hall of Fame, obviously. Only corner that could truly guard Megatron in any capacity. Unbelievable. Great player. Love Peanut Tillman. FBI agent. And I love that he comes back to the Bears too. Mm-hmm. And he'll talk to the he talks to the Bears the most, the current Bears the most of any former player. Mm-hmm. I see Peanut floating around in their videos a lot. He'll come talk to the team. It's very cool. Yeah, he he's uh he's basically even though he played a couple years in in Carolina, he played he, one, one year, year for Carolina yeah. on their Super Bowl. I always year. think he played there for the one for more, yeah. but uh, he definitely uh, is a Bear for life. So you can't go wrong with that, but. So I have another defensive player on my list for number six. Do you have any guess who it is? Um, is it Erlacher? It's Erlacher, yeah. Okay. I think he might be... No, I have one more defensive player up. But, I mean, Erlacher is like... I don't think I knew anyone... I, I, let me put it this way. If somebody, the first couple of years of my life, had a Bears jersey, they were wearing an Erlacher jersey. The only jersey I have ever owned is an Urlacher jersey from when I was in, like, the second grade. And for good reason. For at least the first five years of my life, and even after that, right, like, Urlacher was the man. Dude, in youth football, every goddamn kid. 54, first jersey to go. Mm -hmm. Everyone wanted to be Brian Urlacher. Growing up in, in, you know, the Chicago suburbs, I didn't understand why people liked quarterbacks like why do you want to be a quarterback 
I wanted to be like Brian Urlacher. He was the franchise. So, yeah, he's got to be on the list. 100%. He is the all-time Bears leading tackler. Oh, yeah, by probably 300 tackles. Something like, yeah, I think he I think he beats Singletary by about 300. Yeah. But I don't I don't even know if they counted tackles when Singletary is playing. It was weird. I think Singletary had more assists, but Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he, Erlocker was uh, insane. The Arizona game is his his career game. We all know yeah, that one, I, where he just took it over completely. I still I still love going back to watch his pick six of Favre. That's one of my favorites. Oh, that one's uh, so great. That's our like he had a couple of great. I think he's tied with. Oh God, who's the Kirby Joseph as the player to intercept Aaron Rodgers the most throughout the career? Uh. Brian Urlacher. Yeah, that's. I think they both have three interceptions. That's um, Aaron Rodgers, which is most for any player. Yeah, that's that's a feat, man. Yeah, and he's a fucking Mike linebacker. Yeah. Pretty crazy. Yeah, Rodgers does not throw interceptions, but when he does, it's Brian Urlacher. And Brian Urlacher hasn't played for like eleven years. Yeah, he stopped playing in two thousand twelve. Yeah, so that's that's a pretty a pretty big feat. He only played. Aaron was you know the starting quarterback in 08. Mm-hmm. so. Like what five years together, and Brian was injured one of those years as well. Yeah, so it was actually like four years of actual play. Yeah, he was injured in '09. Yeah. So, yep. It's funny to it's funny to like what we're you know we're talking about him now, but then like I just drove home today and I saw his stupid hair ads. You know, I hate I hate that he got the fucking yeah. hair. What a traitor! Yeah. You were a bald. He was a bald legend, yeah. bald icon. The bald dome was so important to his fucking image. It made him look so goddamn intimidating. It, it was what the fuck are you it doing? It was such a mistake. And now, oh my god, now he's just some like that was. It's such a mistake. He just looks like a guy now. Yeah, he's just he's just Brian. He's not Urlacher. I know he was uh, Urlacher. Yeah. It's it's a tragedy. But all right, who do you got for for five? Five. Okay, I have Hester. Hell yeah, dude, Devin Hester. Yeah. Windy City Flyer, the guy that changed games and, and, you know, he made watching punts and and kick returns must-see TV. He's the only reason the Bears got to that Super Bowl. They did not get to the Super Bowl without Hester. And I don't think that's ever been so true of a special teams player in NFL history ever. Has the special teams player been so impactful in a Super Bowl run? Devin Hester. No. It's never happened before. No. It probably never will happen again. They don't get to the Super Bowl without him that year. Absolutely not. Not even close. Another another popular jersey, too. Very. It was it was twenty three in Chicago. Just works. Just it just works. Does. It's just funny to like that our punt special teams return man, you know, had one of the best selling jerseys. Yeah, that's crazy. That doesn't happen. That doesn't happen without that man franchises. was the most feared man in the NFL in that run. Dude. Like they would not kick the ball. They had to change rules because of him. Literally, Johnny Knox had to start going out and like returning fucking kicks yeah. because they wouldn't kick it to Hester. And Dude. then they would like have Hester out on the field, like hiding somewhere so they could oh. try and get the ball in his hands. It was crazy. That fucking play from 2011. Johnny Knox, yeah. Oh it still God. drives me nuts that there was a flag on that fucking play. That's yeah, such that a was just that criminal. is such a fucking Green Bay Packers pilled fucking pl- like flag on that on that yeah, yeah. that like switch him up. Like he had so many taken back as well throughout his career. Dude. It's insane. So many touchdowns. Walk back to Japan. Yeah. 
Another bear's great. All right. So my number five is Matt Forte. Great pick. So I I love Matt Forte like unabashedly. Like I'm I didn't realize how good we had it. Like when we had him. Like I I think I underappreciated him. The dude had a year. Oh, I'm a thousand percent on Forte apologist. Dude, he had a year that he caught a hundred and two passes as a running back and rushed for a thousand yards. Yeah, that doesn't insane. He was the OG Christian McCaffrey, but he was six foot two and two hundred and twenty yeah. pounds. Like that's that's just as uh, that's insane. I I I have nothing else but to say is just that, like, I don't know. I I just remember like thinking that he was just going to be playing for us forever, and then all of a sudden he was on the fucking Jets. You know, it was pretty horrible. That was a lot. Of, yeah, that sucked. So he did come back and retire as a bear. Yeah, yeah. He, but yes, he's one of my favorites. Of all, I, I, I mean, Matt, obviously, yeah, Matt Forte is also one of my favorites, as you will see at some point. Yeah, I just, uh, I think he's one of the most underrated bears ever. Like, I don't, I don't, yeah, I, he, I don't think he's gotten his due yet. He is not, and he'll never get the credit that he deserves. No. Average more yards per game than Adrian Peterson throughout just the course of his career. Yep. And, and he didn't get in trouble for hitting his kid, so no, did not beat his children. So. <laughs> That's two two zero Matt Forte. Yeah. Who's who should be in the Hall of Fame? Adrian Peterson or Matt Forte? Well, if you take their domestic violence record into account, <laughs> I think that clear winner is Matt Forte. <laughs> All right, who's your number four? Matt Forte. Oh hell yeah! Dude. That was my yeah, literally Fuck Matt yeah. Forte. Fuck yeah, dude! That's awesome. I love Matt. Forte. He's one of my all-time favorite bears. I think. Probably the most underrated bear. Dude. He was the entire offense. Yeah. Like during that run, like he was the fucking offense. Mm-hmm. I want to look at the year. Let's look at his stats for, yeah, Kyle Orton's first year, which was his rookie year. Yeah. He had 1,200 yards rushing, eight touchdowns, and then he had 477 yards receiving on 63 receptions. That's his rookie year with Kyle Orton as his main starter. Yeah. And I like Kyle Orton, but he's not, he's a backup. It's Kyle Orton. Yeah. The international man of mystery, Kyle. Yeah. Like Purdue, Purdue, uh, the last Purdue quarterback that was ever like any good, you know. Aiden O'Connell's coming for that fucking record, I guess. It's like like Drew Brees and Kyle Orton, and then like 50 years before that, Len Dawson. Like, yeah. Nobody else. And that's who Matt Forte had to play with his rookie year. You know? Yeah. Like, he also, that one year, 2011, that he got, like, hurt against the Chiefs, he was, like, Ugh. he, I think he led the, the, the league in scrimmage yards that year. You know? And he was, like, yeah. on, uh, he was three yards away from 1,000. Yeah, that's just criminal. So, yeah, one of, one of my, all, I mean, you and I could go on forever, I think, about Matt Forte and just how awesome he was. Matt, yeah, uh, he's... So good, I love him. So no, I have his autograph somewhere. Really? I also have Cutler's autograph. Dude, yeah. I have a Dan Hampton autograph. I have Cutler's autograph and Lovey Smith's autograph. My hell yeah, cool. I have a Dan Hampton autograph somewhere. That's pretty. That's pretty. Sick. My the good old Dan. My so I mean, Jewel's really big around Chicagoland, right? And so a lot of times, oh, yeah. like in the early two thousands, like they would just bring out old bears. Yeah, they just have them sitting in a Jewel Osco. Yeah, like. Just bring out this fucking goose. You know? <laughs> Here's William Perry yeah. at the Jewel Osco yeah. 
meet him at aisle three. Yeah, he has like eight seizures while you're meeting him. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I William Perry is not on my list, and I no, he's not on mine either. I'm still mad at, at Ditka over it, but it's okay. We'll get over it. Yeah, we're alive for it. But all right, my number four, just to keep keep moving on, uh, Robbie Gold. Um, I love Robbie. I contemplated putting him on my list, but I did not. Again, yeah, a lot of these guys are just... All-time leading scorer. Yeah. A lot of these guys are just are, are guys that you know mean a lot to me from my childhood and, and who I grew up with and were big parts of you know the 2006 Super Bowl attending team and then the NFC Championship attending team. Participators! Um, yeah. I, the, the fact that we cut Robbie Gold just because... Is such a like, a, I don't know. I I think it brought us horrible karma for like, yeah. Years. Replaced him with Connor Barf. Yeah, and then that led us. To if we had, can, can you imagine if we had Robbie Gold during 2018? We would have won the Super Bowl, I think. <laughs> Probably not. No, we would not yeah, have. Belichick would have kicked our ass, we, but he would have hit the kick though. Mm-hmm. We would have won that game. God knows about the rest, yeah. but we would have won that singular game against the Eagles. Nagy's aneurysm would have been averted at least a week. Yeah, postponed one week. <laughs> Matt Nagy's brain melting <laughs> would take one more week. All right. I mean, he's a kicker. I don't think I really have to get into it. He's probably gold. I'm not going to say much else about no, him. I, I think it's just like... Good as gold was a fun thing to say. It, Good as gold, baby. It grew up. You know, as a Bears fan in the 2000s, right? Like, I think you just know who Robbie Gold is. Fun story, though. My friend, Robbie Gold still lives in Chicagoland. Like, he's actually, like, I know for sure. He was, like, he was on Waddle and Sylvie, like, all summer, like, on ESPN 1000. 1000. Um, My friend, I don't know why she was in, like, therapy, but she, like, went to, like, you know, like, rehab, like, an injury, you know, at, like, an Atletico. She's playing catch with this guy. And... They're having fun. They're talking or whatever. And then he leaves. And only after he leaves, she realizes that she was playing catch with Robbie Gold. And she tells me this. And I go, wait, aren't you a fucking Packers fan? Like, why yeah, Why do you get to live the life that I want to live? Getting to play catch with that's a bear. fucking grotesque. Yeah. That, I've never been more I, mad. I despise nothing more than Chicago area Packers fans. <laughs> straight to the gallows yeah. for you. Fuck off. Oh, man. Get out of my life. You picked a team that like had has perpetually been good and has had two Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Aw, that's so cute. You're so you're you're so cute. Fuck off. I swear to God, if I see any of those scumbags in a Bears merch, I will put them in a guillotine choke and choke them unconscious. It, it, not no. Sorry. You have chosen your side. Yeah. You're not coming back. No, you don't get to see the gates of Valhalla. Sorry. Nope, not happening. Fuck you. Yeah. Anywho. All right, so who's your number three? My three is Urlacher. Hell yeah, dude. I keep saying hell yeah, yeah but... <laughs> I mean, it... Yeah. Well, I think we already talked about Urlacher. He's amazing. He, he was the face of the franchise for a decade plus. Mm-hmm. Everyone had a 54 jersey. The ball dome was insane. And, you know, top two linebacker of his generation. Mm-hmm. Him and Ray Lewis. Yep. And there's really unbelievable. The only person that comes like close to me in the past couple years was like Keekly, but then Keekly didn't play long enough. Keekly was insane. And 
Honestly, those Niners guys during the uh, the Kaepernick run yeah. were insane. Like Navarro Bowman, Willis, and Patrick Willis were fucking insane. Yeah. They were really, really yeah. good as well. Yeah, but, but they didn't play as long. Also, no. unfortunately, because those guys, those guys were. I loved those teams. Those Niners teams were some of my favorite during that awful. Bit. Yeah, you know that was Tressman era shit. Yeah. So I was, I was in hell. Yep, I loved those Niners teams. Yep. Those were my. Like some of my favorite. They were so even. It's so funny because of like the his, you know the obvious history between the 49ers and the Bears, you know, with the NFC Championship games in yeah. the 80s. Like those those Kaepernick yeah. teams, like the, the defense at least were very Bears reminiscent. Oh yeah, it felt Bearsy. Or 2006. Bears, That's why I like but... there were, you know, and I like I've always liked dual threat quarterbacks. Oh, it's yeah. always been. Something I've enjoyed. I so. do miss watching Kaepernick play. I don't know if that's controversial. He was but... he was elite. For a, a brief window, like a, he was insane. About two years. Yeah, they. I think they made the NFC Championship game twice with him. Yeah, um, they won. They went to the Super Bowl once, and they yeah. lost in the NFC yep. Championship game. Yep. Time. And then Harbaugh got fired, and Kaepernick, you know, got extradited for standing up for rights. So, yeah, uh, you know, just what happens. But all right. My number three, we've already talked about him, is Charles Tillman. You just can't go wrong with Peanut Tillman. Oh, yeah. I believe, I think the number, and I'm going to, I have not looked this up before. I think his forced fumble number is 40. I want to say it's like 40. Like that. He, 40 or 44, maybe. 44. Yeah. Okay. I knew it was at least. Look at 40. that. I'm on the money. Yeah. Woo. So when we were talking about this, did we talk about this during the show? I don't remember, but. Like when you have, I think I said this earlier. When you have a name, like when 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 a a move is named after you, Peanut Punch, I think you should get in the Hall of Fame. Like I just that shows your impact. Yeah, case made. So you really, I don't know. It's a it's a fucking mistake that he and Hester are not in there. But I think we already talked about that. So, all right, who's your number two? My number two is Walter Payton. Dude, no way. I know that's insane, but Walter Payton is my, he is the greatest bear of all time, but he is my second favorite. Oh, that's fine. Yeah. I mean, we have to talk, I mean, sweetness is sweetness. I fucking, I love him. He's so inspirational just watching him play. His running style, unmatched. Greatest running back of all time. Greatest football player of all time. Yep. I mean, just, I think he's like the Bears, like third, all like third or fourth all time leading receiver in addition to being their all time leading rusher. I think he's their second leading you scorer know, too. He, I believe, he is behind Robbie. Yeah, Gold. Robbie Gold passed him up a couple years ago, just because kicking is just obviously, you know. He only missed one game throughout the course of his career. Mm-hmm. I mean, the flu, the original flu games, you know, set the rushing record two hundred seventy five yards. Yeah. Just a madman. You know the heart, the heart and soul of the team, and the only guy who was cool enough to ever be called sweet, dude. I did you ever read that book about him, Sweetness? I did not. I need to read did it. You, did you see the football life? Oh, I watched the football life. Oh yeah, yeah. I've seen that. I've, I've watched the football life countless times. We'll have to do. I I think when the season's over, which you know is twenty something weeks from now, we should do like a football life like. We should watch it and like review it because that's yeah. that's one of my favorite football lives ever. It's yeah, it's, it's fucking great. It's so tragic and so like beautiful. It's just yeah. It's it that was like the first. This is such a random thing. To to be clear, 
Walter Payton is also my number two. So this is, you know, we're talking about this, you know, together. Um, he's, I agree. He is the all-time greatest bear. He's just my number sec- number two, you know, favorite bear. But again, like, just to go back to the football life, like, that was the first time I ever found out that, like, you know, like, other people, like, like, people, I don't know. I don't know how to put this, like, not normal people, I think, were Bears fans. I don't know. Like, Ashton Kutcher is in that documentary. You know, oh yeah. Well, Ashton Cooker's also from he's from Iowa. Yeah. So that you know, closest team in Proxy City. But my dad, growing up in St. Louis at the time before he ended up moving to Chicago, he was a Bears fan because of Walter Payton. Yeah. Like that like his parents were Packers fans mm-hmm. and he became a Bears fan because he loved Walter Payton. Dude. Yeah. Walter Payton's just awesome. I like the the flu game was awesome. Like his a big a big like talk or a big point of like the book and the football life is just that he refused to go out of bounds would never do it yeah he he said like he made over he believes he made over a thousand extra yards over the course of his career because he would not go out of bounds ever well never die easy that was his motto and what's funny too is the uh like both both you know the book and the the documentary both make a point to shit on Franco Harris <laughs> too. <laughs> so funny. Why? Why were they shitting on Franco? Well, cause they, just because fuck you, you're no, no chance. You can even be mentioned in the same conversation as Walter. Well, I think because Franco Harris, he, he must've been the leading rusher before Walter or somewhere around there. And, and Franco, yeah, he was, I think he had like 13,000 rushing yards. Or something like that. The whole point with Franco is that he would run out of bounds and, he would run out of bounds and yeah. uh Walter, you know soft. Yeah, Walter made it a point. He was like fuck and didn't he also had the luxury of playing behind an offensive line that wasn't complete dog shit. Mm-hmm. He, Walter did not have that luxury. He was like Franco he was like fuck Franco Harris and so I'm gonna I'm gonna make it a point to never even if my team wants me to run out of bounds <laughs> because we're trying to stop the clock, <laughs> I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> you know. Also Fun fact, although he did not ever have 2,000 yards rushing in a season, his MVP season, he had like 1,800 and something yards rushing. Mm-hmm. The final game of the season, he wasn't able to put up numbers because he was playing on basically sheet ice. However, with his added receiving yards, he did have more. He did have over 2,000 yards from scrimmage and more yards than O.J. Simpson did Ooh. in his 2,000-yard campaign. But less murders. So, less murders, but more yards. <sighs> that... You know that hill that he like used to run on? Oh yeah, I have been the hill, I, the iconic hill. At some point, I need to go and do it. I just, I need to. Like, I need to go. The hill's it. gone now, but you can go run hills, man. Mm-hmm. The hill is, is now a golf course, apparently. Oh yeah, but his, yeah, you can his house. You got to run hills in, in in honor of Walter Payton. You can still go to his house, which I believe Harrington. I actually saw his. It's and I'm a car nerd as well for people that are listening, even though you're not. I saw his 19, I believe it was a 77. I can't remember the exact year. No, it was 79. His 1979 Porsche 911 Turbo. Oh, wow. 930. In person. I saw it in, before it was auctioned, and it was just... Man had impeccable t- taste in cars as well. Mm-hmm. Walter women. Payton, all-time go- women as well. He's, yeah. he's a... He was, he was a stick man. He's the king man. He's sweetness. He was the absolute fucking best. He was a stick. I he was a him. stick man. Uh, yeah. Uh, I also i've I've been to his uh, his restaurant, the the Round House or whatever. 
Round Ooh, Rock. How was that? It was good. I don't yeah. think he. I mean, I don't think even his family owns it. Um, there was a place that it was in Aurora that he had. I think it was his restaurant, and then it got sold or something like that. Yeah, is I, that the is that the place you're talking yeah, about? I'm pretty sure it's the the Round Rock or the Roundhouse, Walter. Page. I never actually went, but I remember hearing about like Walter. Yeah, Payne's restaurant. it's the Roundhouse in Aurora, which I think I actually just drove by recently. Okay. Um, it's really really cool. Um, it's just as wild. It's it's very you you feel his presence there, even though like they had you know he I don't I think he sold it when he was still alive. Really? So, hmm. um, or it sold shortly after he passed. You know, he's been gone. He's been gone since before. I mean, he died two months, like two months after I was born. Yeah, he died before I was born, like a year. No, uh, he died in November of ninety nine. I yeah, he so yeah. And you were August of 99, right? Yeah. Um, I always tell people my middle name is Walter, and I, I believe I'm actually... I, I get it confused. I think I'm, I'm named after like my grandfather or my great-grandfather, but a lot of times I tell people that I'm named after... Walter Cronkite. Yeah. I, well, I tell people that I... <laughs> my grandfather, Walter Cronkite. Walter Cronkite, yeah. man. Uh, I tell people that I'm named after Walter Payton. Like I, It's a point of pride to tell people that. That's a flex. You gotta do it. Even if it's not true, just say it. Who gives a fuck? Make it reality. Yeah, dude, this is, you know, I am the main character. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, so before we get to our number one, I do have a few honorable mentions. Uh, do you have any bears that you would like to shout out before number one? Uh, I'll just put one on, and it's QB1, Justin Fields. I love Justin Fields. He is, in my life, watching bears, he has been the most exciting player I've ever watched play he has given me the most like thrilling moments even in just like last year stuff in a one season of just losing he was so goddamn thrilling i i tuned in just to watch justin fields he made the bears must see tv and an absolute miserable season so for that i thank him forever i got eternally. i got suckered into watching one of his highlights again on on twitter every time it pops up i have I to watch doing it. it you just you have to watch it any any highlight run that he made last year you just got to do it but he had like a thirty-minute highlight reel last year, and they went three and fourteen. <laughs> it's insane. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's madness. Yeah, there's there there was a top ten uh, plays that he made last year. And I just want to say half of them were throws. So people who say he can't yeah. throw, fuck off. Just saying he can't throw. But he's got one of the best deep balls in the NFL, and I think he's he's been tenth, top ten in air yards both years of his career. But he so can't throw though. So Jake, whatever, whatever. Top ten in air yards. He was number one his rookie year. Literally number one in air yards his rookie yeah, year. Yeah, but he can't so, throw. Can't throw. That's all right. He can't throw. It's okay. But can't throw. He's a running back. <laughs> and yeah. I, I totally understand what Ravens fans have been feeling. Fucking... I'm like, I just, I want to lock arms with Ravens yeah. fans and take on the world. Somewhere... Fuck these people. I can't stand them. Somewhere, Bill Polian is just like his, like he's like smelling. You know, he's like, he's like, his like ears perk up or whatever. And he's just like, somebody's talking about a black quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> you know? He can run. Oh God. Convert him to wide receiver. We can't, you can't throw. Um, okay. Apparently also Justin Fields can catch, catch punts. So he's probably our best option at punt returner, but you know, never going to happen. <laughs> Fucking goddamn yeah. it. Jones, you bum. Justin Fields is going to take your job. Yeah. <laughs> He's probably going to. He's going to start catching funds. All right. Uh, all right. So I have a couple players. I'll just shout them out. Uh, Sayers, Dave Brown, uh, Mike Dicka, 
Brandon Marshall, uh, Patrick Manley. Oh, I, I almost put B. Marsh on my list as well. So I guess I'll throw him in as an, an honorable mention, B. Marsh. Uh, Patrick Manley, uh, we were talking about him, you know, long snapper, Hall of Famer. Yeah. Uh, I would re- be remiss to not say Steve McMichael, uh, you know. Oh, oh Mongo. Get him in the Hall of Fame, Jesus Christ. It's fucking been long enough. It Dude has 95 sacks as a DT. Like, get the fuck out of here. Um, and then my last honorable mention uh, is Shay McClellan, and I think we all know why. Okay, nice. <laughs> so, Shay McClellan. <laughs> one play, one pick. One play. All right, who's your number one, dude? Who do you think it is, just for question? Um, of all the people I've named, who do you think I've left off the list that would just be... The one, and I guess I'll guess yours as well. Yeah, I, I think I know. Who, I think I know who's yours is. Yeah, I, I think I'm. It's pretty obvious as the. Okay, so because I, yeah, I, I don't think you mentioned. I'll give you three guesses. Okay. Uh, Richard Dent. Okay. Another guess. Ma, uh, Steve McMichael. Two. Another guess. And then. I don't know, man. I don't know who the third one would be. Out of I'm trying. I'm surprised. I'm surprised you don't. You, this is this guy's such a me pick. I'm surprised you. Is this haven't thought of it? Did Luckman? I don't know. No. Okay. Who is it? Dick Butkus, dude. Oh fuck, dude. I, How could it not be fucking Butkus, dude? Are you kidding me? The nastiest fucking dude to ever play. I know. I can't. We were talking insane. About His it. highlights are madness. We were talking about it. the shit he was doing was crazy. Legitimately unhinged. Yeah. <laughs> an unhinged individual on a football let loose on a football field growling torturing people like opponents literally said that they they felt like he gave off an odor just because of him just lurking in the middle of the field <laughs> insane there's one highlight where he tackled a guy like lifted him off the ground, and the guy kept like kicking his legs, like as if I'm just running in the air, and then he gets slammed into the ground. I've never seen anyone do that before, ever. Butt kiss, dude. I'm I'm mad that I didn't get that. I know, dude. I was like as a kid, I I didn't mind that I would I could never get 54 as a jersey because I always got 51. Mm-hmm. I got to be butt kiss. Mm-hmm. It was great. Butt kiss was the abs. Absolute man. Yeah, he he is like I don't know. It, I mean, he he in my eyes he personifies what a Chicago Bear is most. Sweetness with like you know he's the best player. He's the best attributes. But Dick Butkus was just the nastiest, grindiest kind of like Chicago meatball. We're we might not win, but we'll certainly fuck you up. Kind of attitude. Yeah, he, I don't know. I think he's like a major, like, the, I think that just like a joke of the super fans is just saying, like, butt kiss, you know? Butt kiss. Butt kiss. That's a good number. Oh one. my God. There's some incredible NFL film stuff from like the mid 70s that is just um, hilarious to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's one player that's like, playing against him was terrifying. It's <laughs> <laughs> just so fucking funny to it's watch. Like an old woman. <laughs> it was funny. Yeah, like the guy sounds insane. There's a clip I think of all the... T- so many clips I think of Dick Butkus. I, I go back and watch his highlights constantly because I'm, I'm a, a sicko. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. 
dude. That's that's a good number one. I so go ahead and guess my number one. It's got to be Hester. Right? Oh, dude, yes, all the way. Yeah, it's Hester. That was the he was the first player I ever got a jersey for. He was the first player I ever. I think he was the first player I knew the name of. Quite honestly, when I was growing yeah. up, like that, that. Yeah, makes sense. The first he was the first it was Hester and Urlacher were one and two. Yeah, it Hester was the first like the first Bears season that I ever paid attention to was that Super Bowl season, and I don't know. It's it's hard to like it's hard to like not have him be your favorite when you're that young too. Just. He was, it was so cool. So awesome. He was so cool. So he ran awesome. so well. Like everybody wanted to be him. Everybody wanted to be as fast as him and return yeah. punts like him. Like that's what got me being a hundred overall in Madden. Yeah. Like just the legend of Devin Hester was insane. Dude, like it's it's ridiculous. I've been making the long snapper joke, but it's just you know, it's ridiculous that the Hall of Fame will just punish you for the position you play, even if you do it supremely well and reinvent the game. Yeah. I mean, he literally changed the rules, the kickoff rules, mm-hmm. because he was so dominant. He 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 Ugh. should be a first ballot. Tillman should be a first ballot. Like it's just ridiculous. But yeah, the Hall of Fame sucks, but I think these are pretty good lists. You know, they're pretty good lists. There's enough diversity. Yeah, in them. I think they show they both show your taste and kind of both what we go for for our favorite players. Yeah, you know. Like I'll go through your list again. So, uh, Jake's list number ten: Dicka, nine Sayers, eight Hicks, seven Briggs, six Tillman, five Hester, four Forte. I both I like that. I like that kind of uh, you know the way that worked we out. were close with Forte, yeah. one off. Yeah. Basically, yeah, and I also just like four Forte. You know, yeah, uh, four Forte. <laughs> uh, three Erlocker, two Payton, one Butt Kiss. And then for me, I had 10 Cutler, 9 Long, 8 McMahon, 7 Singletary, 6 Erlocker, 5 Forte, 4 Gold, 3 Tillman, 2 Payton, and 1 Hester. I don't really... I mean, I also, you know, I forgot Sayers. I, I had Sayers as an honorable mention, but... Right, we... we I think these are both pretty good lists. I think, I think a lot of people would not agree with us, but see where we're coming from. Because we're not saying these yeah. are the greatest bears, because obviously... Yeah, they're not the greatest bears, obviously. Jay Cutler is not top ten all. He's time. on the top one hundred, but he's not. He's on the top one hundred. He was like eighty five, which is probably a fair place to put him. I do, I do love Cuddy as well. I was a big Cuddy defender, and it was a tough, tough quarterback. Yeah, he was gunslinger. He's a tough guy, and that that like five games. I loved his "don't give a fuck" attitude. Yeah. I thought that was the best. That story, the "don't care." I mean, not the best persona to be a quarterback, yeah. but you know, it resonated with me because that was kind. Yeah. Of, that, if I were a quarterback, I always feel like I would have been Jay Cutler. Like I would have been Jay Cutler as a quarterback. That's who I would have been. That "don't care" story is like so me coded. Don't care. Don't <laughs> just care. the best. Just pissing. <laughs> Love pissing him. at a urinal in a bar. Just fucking piss drunk. <laughs> Some Bears fan Rigging comes up to you. Yeah. Shit. Some Bears fan comes up to you and you're like, oh my god, it's Jay Cutler, you know, Bears quarterback. And you're just like, don't care. I don't fucking care, bro. <laughs> Go away. <laughs> oh man. Got it. This was fun. This is a good walk down memory yeah. and just factual lane, I guess. But that's I think gonna be it for us today. Uh you can follow me at Droopy on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow the pod at 46 Podcast on Twitter and YouTube. Uh, Jake, again, is uh, he's on Dan Snyder's yacht, so you can't find him uh, <laughs> anywhere. Uh, but uh, please uh, subscribe and share with your friends um, if you are listening, the 10 of you out there. Uh, 
we have a lot of fun doing this. So just if you want to share our fun, um, go ahead and, you know, help us out. We'd really appreciate it just so we can, um, you know, have a incentive. I, I don't know. I don't want to say we don't have an incentive because I, I do love getting together every week and talking about the bears, but it'd be cool if we had more than like five people listen. <laughs> so we have five people listening. That's more than I thought. Hey, so. I just looked at the analytics, I, dude. I think we had 28 listens. So, Oh fuck. That's for two huge. episodes. That's pretty good. Honestly, man, I'm, I'm, Momentous. I'm I'm having a lot of fun with this, so like I'm not gonna let the numbers, you know, ruin our fun. But because um, it's more than I thought we would have, um, but it would be if you guys want to share, I would not hate it. So if you want to, sh- if you're a Bears shit poster, yeah. we are the podcast for you. Yeah, we. I think I think more than anything, I <laughs> we're the, well, we're cornering the market in Bears shit posting. We're the only Bears podcast that had to change their name after an episode. So, <laughs> yes, only one. So, I fun. I didn't tell you this, and I'll, I'll. This will be like the last thing I'll probably say before I stop the recording. But I went on the Bears subreddit because I was like, "Oh my god, this is like the best place to self promote." And one of oh no, oh no, 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 it's not that bad. oh no, what did you do? Bad. It's not that <laughs> what did you do? It's not that bad. But uh, in the the rules, it's like you can't self promote. We do have like a monthly self promotion thread. So I. I talked to the mod and I was like, hey, I have a Bears fan podcast that oh, me no. and my friend run. Oh, when no. do you have your month? Can <laughs> like, can I make a new thread about this or should I wait for the monthly thread? And they were like, wait. And I, I just let it end there. And I was like, okay, that's fine. And then like five days go by and I look at the analytics and I res- like, like a fucking, like I'm trying to get my ex-girlfriend. I text the mod. I'm like, so when is, when oh, is my the God. monthly You're, thread? You are a sicko. You are a legit sicko. Oh my God. <laughs> I have I, zero ability to self-promote, so I am the complete opposite of you in that regard. Part of it, I do want the podcast to grow. I think that'd be really fun to see. But I also, there's a part of me too, it's like you and I, I don't think really match up with a lot of Bears fans. I think you and I are more level-headed and like not racist. And so <laughs> that's going to be hilarious. <laughs> so I think so we're more level-headed I, podcast. I would love to piss off like old curmudgeon bears season ticket holders and bears fans, Facebook. You know? Those I look fucking idiots into, into putting oh it on a God. bears Facebook too, but I don't want them to have my personal information. So I, I'm going to wait for the, the Reddit thread, you know, to promote our podcast, okay. but I think we're done. To shamelessly self-promote. <laughs> I think we're done here. <laughs> yeah. I uh I'll self-promote on my Instagram after this, but do you have anything you gotta say or are we out? Uh yeah, we're out. Nobody. Thanks for listening, maybe if anyone is at all. Thanks. We we are bearish hit posters. That is that's what we do. <laughs>